0: You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston.
1: Okay, welcome to the Video Marketing Podcast. Matt Johnston here with you as always. Uh, Very excited about today's show because today we are going to talk about how to tell stories we often talk about all these things i always talk about my hero system we talk about all these things that you need to have in your video to make it shareable to make your youtube ads convert all of these things but we don't always talk about the story you know we kind of are like and then you tell the story <laughs> so it's like how do you actually tell the story when you're inside of it um, one of my favorite people in the wor- world, who's actually one of my like b- basically part of my extended family, is Jamie Bartner. Who, uh, Jamie Bartner? What the hell is your name? <laughs> Jamie Barber, who runs Guide Social with me. Um, Jamie's uh, a storytelling expert, and uh, we've 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 been talking about this stuff for a while as we've been working together, right? Jamie, just telling people how to tell stories through content, and um, I think that. You would probably agree that like knowing the fundamentals is what it's all about. And so what I thought we would talk about today, we would jump on with you here, is to just talk a little bit about what the storytelling arc is, like what a storytelling arc is and how to actually bring your, uh, your audience into these stories and tell it in a way that creates tension, drama... Takes people through because all of these things are reasons for these videos to ultimately do what you want them to do, whether it's convert or build value and trust, whatever it is. Having uh, this storytelling arc in place and understanding how to do it is going to is going to help people uh, help people draw, be drawn into your content more, which is ultimately what we want, right? Because this is how these people become, you know, fans, followers, whatever it is. So. Uh, Jamie, thanks for taking the time today.
0: Absolutely. Happy to be here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Jamie, you have this arc, and I, I remember you showed it to me once, and I was like, ah, that's interesting. I've never seen that before. Uh, and um, I, I wonder if you would just walk us through it. Um, because I would love, I, w- I would love to just get a sense for, you know, Jamie, you, you, have had years of experience, right? You've, you've, uh, you've edited novels, you've written novels, right? Um, and, and all of this. And, and so you've found ways and you're also an SEO whiz. So, you know, you've written blogs using this kind of format and you've also told long novels using similar formats. So I think it's really interesting to just break down what this arc is all about. So, so how does it start? What, what, what's the starting point?
0: i like to call the story the starting point the before right so this is the moment before any part of the story happens so this is kind of like your um, it's a little bit of a hook. It's a little bit of a, of a preview into sort of a small conflict that may happen. Um, you wanna snag people right away, right? So if you're thinking in terms of a TV show or a book, probably the first page of that book or the first few seconds of the TV show, it's gonna show you something that is going to change, something that is going to happen that is going to make a big difference in whatever story you have. So that's kind of like, well, if actually thinking of your hero system, right, that's that's that first three to five seconds, uh, that's that wow moment. So you have to have that small, I like to call it a small conflict, a small um, portion of, it's a preview of there will be a change, the before. But as you do that, you also have to show the before of what is going on. What is going, what has happened in a person's life if you're doing a story arc based on a person. So if it's like for a coach or um, some, you know, it's a personal story arc, you wanna show what that person was like before they had this thing happen. What were they struggling with, right? What were their pain points? What are some of the things that mattered to them? Um, What was that person like? Because as you're creating the story arc, you need to show a change. So, if you don't show that, before, so now, so now,
1: do so. Do you need to uh, so 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 do you need to have? But before you all do all, before you do all of this, do you need to sort of establish who the hero is of the story in order to do this?
0: Yes, absolutely. Knowing knowing your main characters is is huge in content in content, and I say this even for um, writing blogs and things like that, where people don't think of having a character or don't think of having any sort of hook at the beginning, or, you know, they just go into something, they regurgitate information. And I'm big on content, starting out with something that makes your readers go, okay, I'm relating to something, I'm, you're building something for them, you're making them see, you're, you're, you're pulling them into your world. And so if that's in writing versus video, right, you would be describing something in detail to suck your readers in. It, in. In a video, you know, you obviously need footage or some sort of hook, and it can be as something even later on before you go into the before section, but you want to show what happened, who that hero is, and yeah, and what happened to them before a change.
1: And obviously this is important to to show this because if you just go to the second, I mean, if you just go to what the, where they're going to be, it's all about emo- the emotional impact of the moment when the transformation happens, right?
0: Right, exactly. And, uh, and and so many times you see everybody show kind of their afters, of right? You scroll Facebook and you see people post post pictures by their Lamborghinis, or this is the after, this is the after, but nobody cares about the after if they don't care about the struggle. We all identify mm. more with struggle than we identify with success. Um, because to, to us, you know, as human beings, a lot of times success seems um, unattainable, something that we can't reach. And maybe we want that, but we can't identify with it. And so as we're trying mm. to put empathy in our storytelling, we have to show that struggle.
1: That's awesome. I love that. Makes a lot of sense the the empathy with that is going to be in the before not in the after yeah so i mean because i mean you can empathize and feel emotion about the dream right like about imagining yourself somewhere right there is there is a version of empathy going there but the much stronger empathy is going to be that that emotional identification of 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 the before so yeah that's 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 super powerful okay what's next
0: so that then you kind of have your uh, your conflict, your your build up, and I like to call this your small conflicts because you you tend to if you're having a full story, you're probably going to have multiple com- conflicts. In fact, you know you're going to have a, a a kind of a climax sort of moment of conflict. But um, in in a story is if you're if you're doing it for like a television show or a book, right? You're going to have that small conflict first. Um, and again, that that could more be your hook or you know something else to pull you in so you've got that moment of conflict and then you're building up to something um and the build-up is is really kind of important um I feel like a I I feel like a lot of things that you're it's not just getting from point A to B. It's again that struggle of what it's taking to get from point A to B. So, how are you responding to the conflict? What steps are you taking um, to make that conflict better? What are more challenges that are, you are now facing because you got to that point? And I think this this arc is actually really easy if you're if you're taking like a coach, for example, um, somebody who's maybe selling, a, a, you know, a product uh, or or service and, and it's telling their own story because a lot of times it's, it's that story of I, you know, I was super excited. I opened my own business. I did this. And then I hit all of these roadblocks. And, um, again, it's the kind of those roadblocks that we identify with, but on an emotional level, not on an analytical level. So, um, so storytelling is much more about the emotional part of it than it is the series of, I did this, and then I did this, and I did this, because nobody cares. What people care about is the emotion behind it.
1: Okay, so let's go back to this idea of, of the conflict. Um, because I'm wondering if there is a space in popular culture where we can just take that so that we can understand it a little bit better. Because I think some people think about the conflict being, I don't know, maybe pushed down the line in the story a little bit more. You know, almost as if I think most people think of a storytelling arc, maybe like it's sort of more of a, an upside down triangle or a regular triangle, an upside down V. Like you go up, you have the conflicts, the, the, the conflict, and then you go down. But it's, you know, it's much more complicated than that. So you have your before and then you have your conflict. So, so is this sort this is sort of like a mini conflict before the big conflict, right? That sets the stage. You know, is yes, this-
0: Exactly, so So these are the struggles that happened because you're on this journey, whatever journey you're on. You will ultimately face your major midpoint conflict that will cause that full kind of story arc to happen. But there is, if you don't have a conflict at the beginning, then people don't stay interested, right? Like we need tension. And when you think about movies or, writing or anything like that you think of intention being that most important part of every scene of every um everything that's going on literally very little can be happening around you and if and if you're just talking like if i'm just having a regular conversation with you that's not very interesting it's not interesting unless there's some emotion of or or tiny bit of conflict behind that you know like are you resenting me for some reason are you um you know, is there some sort of underlying secret in there somewhere? You know, like you have to think about like what intrigues people. And it's this it's this internal conflict. And again, it doesn't have to be external. It can be internal.
1: So let's take Star Wars. I assume you know Star Wars, right? Yes. <laughs> if you didn't, we would have to edit that out. <laughs> but now we won't. <laughs> so uh, so let, let's just start with it. Let's just do a new hope, right? And so okay. we have so we have Luke, Luke's before is that he's stuck on Tatooine and he's, uh, he's just a little pissed off kid basically, you know, and he's just sort of like, ah, oh, I gotta get out of here. I'm so unhappy. Like, oh, ah, these robots are broken. <laughs> and you know, all this stuff, he's just frustrated. And then I would assume that the inciting conflict is his parents yeah. dot or his 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 uncle and aunt getting yeah. murdered basically?
0: Yes, exactly. That's the inciting conflict. And I guess that's kind of the best way to put it is it's the inciting sort of incident. Inciting
1: conflict. Nice. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. so we have this yeah.
0: things to happen. This is what spurs the change.
1: Okay, great. So we have our So we have our before, we have our inciting conflict, which is kind of like, uh, it's like the catalyst, right? Like it's the thing that basically pushes the story forward. Right. Um, So then what?
0: we don't have a story. He doesn't leave, he doesn't leave, I can't even say the name of that planet, but... Tatooine!
1: (laughs) It's Tatooine!
0: I've heard it so many times. I still can't say it, but <laughs> but he would never leave there, right? Like he would stay there if that inciting incident hadn't happened, and we wouldn't have a story. He never would have, you know, gone on to do all the things that he did,
1: right? So, okay. Um, so, what's after the the inciting conflict?
0: Okay, well, that that, that that's where um, you start to get your more characterization as the struggle sort of start to happen as um now this Star Wars is so action-packed that it's I mean that it's easy to pull some of these but I would say probably in a lot of stories these are more internal building points but I mean Star Wars Mm. is everything from you know trying to find Ben you know Obi-Wan Kenobi you know and (laughs) all that with uh
1: so it's so 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 just to be clear about what the next stage is in the arc here it's it's building like moment like what is like what do we call this
0: Um it's the struggle it's it's building the struggle building the struggle yeah
1: Okay and do do we have a do we know where we're going yet sort of You know I mean so 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 you have this initial conflict this inciting conflict moment and then you have this struggle. But struggle implies that there's a goal you're struggling towards, sort of? So when how is that introduced? Or is that sort of inherent in the inciting conflict? Or how do those things work together? Like, how do we know what we're building towards?
0: Well, I feel like in some cases, the character doesn't know what they're building towards, and in some cases, they do. So I think it could go either way. Um, there are certain instances where maybe their goal isn't quite known. Granted, we like it more. We relate more to characters when they are, um, when they are moving the story forward. And we talk about this actually a lot in kind of the writing community about how if things always happen to your character and your character is not the pusher and the mover, the person making the decisions, we get a little bit bored with that person because we want them to take action. We want them to be a doer and have motivation themselves. So um, that's not to say you can't, but people kind of can get, I just
1: realized why I hate the Twilight
0: books. (laughs) Things are always happening, too. Yeah, Uh uh-huh.
1: You know what? The thing is, I actually don't hate them. I read them all. The last one is awful. And sorry if I'm offending anybody in the audience. (laughs) But uh, that was my main... Because I did enjoy pieces of them in the first three. The last one is just, like, the worst. But um that was my main issue with bella i would always get so frustrated with her because there's a lack of agency there right like things keep happening to her like she's always sort of the victim in that situation i I mean is that is that a good example because i feel like it is i'm kind of like i'm trying to think of what what she took agency in and i'm kind of like hmm like that that whole second book i remember being very bored with her i was just like ugh. It's just, she's very like unhappy with the way, so emo all the time, you know, right. and um, not actually taking action on it, right?
0: Right. People like it. Be people liked it. I feel like less people would admit to liking it um, now, which <laughs> I'll be one of those people that said that will say that back then I actually did like it. But
1: um, I enjoyed the first three. I totally enjoyed the first. Well, I I, I enjoyed book one and book three. Book two was a little tedious. Book four, I just thought was an I just thought was an awful. I think book. we
0: all later on realized like all these sort of the the values and things were all kind of really messed up in- and.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, of course.
0: But, uh, kind of but, but
1: but it is a good example of this agency of the hero. Yeah,
0: it is. It's it's a, it's a great example of that. Like um your 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 main character should have agency. And actually, when I was deconstructing um to bring it back to sort of videos and ads, um when I was deconstructing... Mm directing um kind of like the why the Gillette men's ad was really unsuccessful when it was kind of uh, I'm not sure how many people have seen that ad but it was kind of they, they tried to follow the like the me too movement with it and they just kind of went in the wrong direction with it um because the character that you're behind you're not behind a character that is making good choices you're just seeing things happen that are bad choices and then at the end you're supposed to identify with this Um, moment of inspiration of yes you know I'm supporting women and me too or whatever but the problem is is there was no agency we weren't following a character who was doing the right things or seeing the right, right things um and 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 following any sort of character arc to get to that point we were just seeing some people doing bad things and some people doing some good things and it just it doesn't it didn't create a story that we could identify with, and I think that had that right. Happened, so there was, was a like
1: a, there was an empathy it had an empathy problem.
0: right? Exactly. So mm. what happened was, you know, there were all kinds of men that were like, "Men aren't like that." Da da da, da and they got up in arms because there was no there was no uh, agency or empathy produced in that sort of because there was no arc so
1: that's fascinating fascinating i love how you're bringing it back to what we're doing here too because it's very easy as we're talking about star wars and stuff i think it's good to talk about that stuff because it's very it's so much easier to visualize this this sort of sometimes complex story arc but it is important to think about how we can use this in our stuff right okay so we have before we have the inciting conflict then we are uh we we have the struggle the struggle and build um We've got that. Okay, so then what?
0: So now you're going to get to your main conflict. So now you're going to get to w- what you need to know to get to the rest, of, like that goal. Is this
1: battle. is this the conflict, or sorry, is this the climax, or is this a different?
0: No, the 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 climax really is that is later breaking point. Yeah, the climax is actually right before the finish. That's it, it's kind of like if you think of this whole part, you're building, building, building. Um, you don't. White. that's why I think it's more of an arc than just going up right because it starts to go down because normally when we have a conflict or and, and and really maybe conflict isn't the best word here as much as more as you have your mission at this point right like you have your your goal you know what you're doing you know what you're setting out to do and then it kind of goes into sort of this falling action where you're doing these things and you're getting somewhere we want we want our characters to get somewhere they can't just be stunted and blocked every second of the way right they have to they have to progress so this is sort of the sort of falling action in in the point of they know what they want they um they have this big goal and, and this big overall conflict that is happening um and now they are getting somewhere um so like to bring it to, uh, back to, I don't know, let's say like the Hunger Games, right? So now Katniss is in the Hunger Games. That's her big conflict. So, so her, her, her inciting incident was that she, right, she had to volunteer for the Hunger Games to um, save her sister Prim. And then the, this part, she's actually now, she has facing her big conflict. She is now in the Hunger Games. And as she's doing, going along, she's, she's conquering things, right? She's, she's doing what she needs to do to get to that point. Um, So that's why- So is
1: this at the top of the arc? So, I mean, it's an arc, right? So it's like, it's like, it's like, right? And so, and so we have before struggle, uh, before uh, conflict, struggle, build. And then this, this moment that we're talking about is at the top. And yeah. then it starts yeah. falling, but right. but what exactly. is this fall like? Like so 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 we're arcing now, and mm-hmm. but but we're like we're like arcing downwards. Why are we arcing downwards? Like what 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 does the down mean? Is it just?
0: It's it, it's that things are being solved, or being completed. Like I like I like the struggle is building up to something, and now we're building down because we're solving something. But then yeah. that's when we get thrown off because we hit our. Our major struggle, like that point that we don't think we're going to be able to get beyond. Like any good book or any good movie has this point that that now there's pushback. Now there's something that happens that stops that momentum. So they're you know they're doing what they need to do, and all of a sudden, uh, it, you know that that moment.
1: So this is after the central conflict hits and then you're on your way down the arc and then you hit a, what's this moment?
0: Um, Pushback. It's a moment of pushback. When, when something happens that.
1: Obstacle. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Some, some obstacle that is, that is making the end goal feel impossible. Mm,
1: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So uh if
0: it's a short okay. story arc that's gonna that's probably gonna hit where your climax is right like if it's a longer story arc you you're you might have multiple obstacles you might have multiple points where they overcome um you know each sort of battle and then uh, so this
1: is like when this is like when obi-wan kenobi dies in uh, spoiler alert from 40 years ago this is like when obi-wan <laughs> kenobi dies right and i suppose is when the momentum stops. Kind of the moment where from. you
0: think that, that all hope might be gone. Yeah, it could be. It, that, and that could that because be the gone. actual
1: climax is when they're flying through the thing trying to destroy the Death Star.
0: Exactly. So that's your that's your actual climax. Your moment of pushback, yeah, would definitely be, I think, Obi, Obi-Wan dying. Because when he dies, it's that moment of, oh, I can't do this. How am I going to do this? I can't do this anymore, and and we all sort of reach that point in our life, I think, or in in any stories where we think I can't do this anymore. You know that I've had enough. I've I've done enough. I've battled my way through. Look at all the progress I made, and now I can't go on any further. And um, so that's a really important part of the story. Is that is that pushback? Because if it's too easy, right? If you just had that initial moment, and then all of a sudden you were able to overcome everything. Um, it's just, it's obviously not as interesting. We want that, that pushback to give us some sense of fulfillment of overcoming of action. Um, and then, like I said, then, then often there'll be a climax after that, where the biggest thing happens, right? That's, that's your most exciting moment. Your exciting obstacle of overcoming, um, is the climax. And then, of course, it falls to your ending. But uh, what people forget is after you tie up all your loose ends in your ending is there's an after. And I remember sitting at the screening of Flight of the Phoenix. I don't know if, if, if you've seen that movie or not. It's It never was really huge. It was a hair. I haven't, no. Um, but I was I was at the screening for it. And, at, you know, when you're screening a movie, you have to write down your opinions of of the movie and what you think need to be fixed and things like that before they take it to an audience. So I remember at the end of that movie, I, was I, there was nothing, there was just an ending. And so I wrote on my sheet and it must've been a lot of people wrote this on their sheet too, because they did end up fixing this. Um, was that there, I, I just got to know all these characters and care about all these characters and I don't know what happened to them afterwards. Like it's this flight of the Phoenix is about, basically a plane that goes down in the middle of the desert and you're getting to know all these people and you want them to be saved and you want them to whatever and they're they're there for many many days and um like if you can think about the way castaway is but it's with a lot of people and they finally take off in this plane and they fly away and it just felt so unfulfilled because it was like okay great they they completed their goal but what happened to them like i cared about these people like, what happened to them after? So they ended up um, splicing in at the end of the movies, once I saw it um, on DVD, was um, they showed what happened to each person afterwards. Because I think it actually was based on a true story as well. Um, and that was really important. Like, what happened after? What it's great that we ended all this conflict but where are you after that point now with star wars you can't do that because it keeps going on to more <laughs> to more story but um but in most stories you you want to see you know the after so hunger games right you're not going to see that until the end of the last book where you know katniss and peta are you know together and living their afterlife you want to see what happens after so in in your ads you right we think of our befores and our afters um our after shots but
1: um yeah it's interesting it's really it kind of makes me think that I should watch panic room again it's <laughs> I've been to a lot of screeners as a journalist in my time but I've only been to one screener as a like to like give them tips about the movie. And it was panic Uh room. If you know that Jodie Foster movie Uh when I was living in LA in 2002 and I hated it. I should probably watch it again. I guess I was just like, Oh yeah, I get it. They're trapped in a room. I don't know. I just remember not liking it. It was so many years ago, (laughs) Right. but anyway, this is good. Okay. So let's, so, so, so we have the climax, but so, so then there's basically two steps after the climax in this arc. So right, there's the exactly. there's the resolution and then, the, and then
0: oh, the right yeah.
1: It's like resolution and epilogue basically or
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: So what's so what do we need in our resolution? Like how do you tie things together? You say tie up loose but like what does that
0: mean? Well, that means that that you're getting to a point of acceptance. Um so either you've completed your your battle, right? Your internal battle, your external battle, whatever that entire arc that you've been working on that entire big conflict that you've been working on that you overcame your pushback and you overcame all that all of that is now solved you have solved it in some way um or again if it's an internal struggle you've if you're struggling like with weight loss right like you know you had your pushback you crashed and burned on your diet it's threw it out the window and now you've and now you're back on track, and, you, and you're solid, and you're committed, and things are going well, and you're seeing the results, right? So then what happens after? It's the, um, this is, the, it, it's kind of the point we, we care about because we care about how people, um, well, it's about imagining, right? The after is about imagining what is to come, both for ourselves and for others. Um, if we bring it back to advertising, you know, back to to content in that, is it's that moment that we think, um, we want people to think, oh, I want to be like them. I want to do that. I want to have that. And if you don't have the after, then you've, you've cut it too short.
1: Fascinating stuff. And, and, and I do think it's all applicable. I mean, it's obviously... Uh, it's, it's very applicable when you're doing a typical story and it's easy to see these pieces, but it's also applicable even when you're making short 60-second content. I mean, it still needs to have this buildup, right? And a, a lot of what I talk about with the hero system is how you optimize this, right? But, you know, so, so that it's optimized for, um, for these platforms to go viral. But the story is still so much a piece of it and uh that's that's fascinating that's really fascinating you you can see this happening often when you see a lot of these ads that have long form copy or when you see an ad that's uh again like a human storytelling point you know like i was like this uh but then i found out like this and i i, I found out about this this happened to me i thought everything was going to fall apart i was moving towards. Towards a bit, And I, I decided I needed to change things in my life. And then uh, all of a sudden something happened, you know? Like I found out that I had some sort of disease or something like that. And then you have this moment where you have to like have this internal climax, basically, where you come to this realization moment. So, I mean, it's so important the way you're crafting things. And I, I think what's so awesome about this is that we all often in the world of marketing get so caught up in tactics that we forget like the master narrative stuff that, that is the piece of all that, you know, that psychology. So that's great stuff.
0: Right. And like, if we were to bring it back to a, like a storytelling ad where maybe it's not about a person, but about people. So like, I know you like to talk Mm. about love ad, right? So if we start with that and we can just take that real quick through the arc, so you can kind of see how that kind of applies, right? Like that first, before right those women are in the waiting room waiting to to be sketched they don't know why they're there um so there's this there's almost this inciting incident of uh, of tension right there's tension in the room because they don't know why are we sitting in this room we have no idea what's going on right um and then it goes into um the artist sketch and they're sitting there describing themselves to the artist they don't really know what's going on right but they're but they're doing this thing um and then they find out at the midway point that these other um well actually no i guess that would be the end because they don't find out yet um the midpoint is when i guess the other people come in and are describing these women right and then and then your kind of climax is when the people come in to discover what the pictures looked like versus each other. And then kind of your after is that resolution of, oh my goodness, I, that's how I saw myself. Oh, I didn't know that. And then, and then of course the, the after is just kind of like the, the happiness they, you know, right. They show like happy shots. They, they show, um, what people learned from it, um, throughout the ad. So it still follows that, arc um in a different way even without it just being one person or one journey
1: um Mm. yeah that's that's fascinating that's fascinating i love that uh jamie thank you so much for this i mean i have i uh we got to write this down and put it into another i mean i know you've made an infographic for this before i think we should make another infographic and maybe make a video on it Um, for everybody because this is this is uh this is just something that everybody knows but people don't often think about um this is this has been this has been great um thank you so much for for coming on and talking story with me
0: hey no problem i love to
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks everybody for being here uh for the for the old podcast please please do leave us an itunes review if you do get value from this show Uh, it does mean a lot to us and a lot to uh to to other people who have the chance to see this thing or see or or hear it. I suppose you hear podcasts. Um, So uh, I will talk to everybody next week and have a fabulous week.